Hi, my name is Michelle. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from pride, control, and lack of trusting God. I grew up in a Christian home with believing parents who loved me well. They took my brother and I to church every week, multiple times even. We read the Bible and prayed regularly. One night around age six, I prayed Romans 10:9 with my mom, which says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. As a Christian, I always tried to do the right things and worked hard to win others' approval. I tried not to ever hurt anyone's feelings so that I would be liked by everyone and prevent myself from ever being made fun of or hurt. Being controlling and perfectionistic quickly became exhausting and it was impossible to never be hurt. Often I had an attitude that people were out to get me. In college, I continued to have high unrealistic expectations of myself and others. I followed the same pattern. This looked like white knuckling my way through life, trying not to be hurt, getting hurt, not admitting I was hurt or extending forgiveness, but just becoming resentful and bitter. I thought I could continue to be everything to everyone. I felt like I could be God and control all outcomes. It was overwhelming. I battled test anxiety and ended up failing one of my classes. This devastated me. I had been trying to cram four years of classes into just three and a half so I could marry my high school sweetheart, now husband, that I was dating at the time. I wanted my life events to play out according to my timeline. I wanted to be in control, but that looked like only trusting myself. Proverbs 3.5 is a verse I've known since childhood, but in my pride, I really didn't listen and apply the second half of it. It reads, trust in the Lord, with all your heart, do not depend on your own understanding. At the root of trusting self and not God was pride. After failing a class, I felt insecure, embarrassed, and unworthy of getting a nursing degree. Trying to cope, I started to spend the extra time I had exercising excessively. I began to lose weight and receive praise and affirmation from others. I really liked the comments and dwelled on them, so I continued to exercise multiple hours per day while also limiting my food intake. These actions were all motivated by a desire for control because the other parts of my life felt out of control. Right away, I started to find security in my image and the status of being engaged that soon followed. Whenever I experienced disappointment or hurt, I coped by binge eating. That only led to guilt, shame, and fear that I would gain even an ounce. So I tried to regain control by returning to excessive exercise and calorie limitations. It was a vicious cycle. This continued into our first year of marriage. Sadly, my work schedule brought isolation as I only worked weekend nights and my husband worked days during the week. This worsened the exercise addiction and struggle with food. As I attended Sunday mornings at Watermark, I watched people confess sin, things I had never heard spoken in church, let alone from the stage. They went on to share about the freedom they had found from their struggles. This brought conviction, so I began to open up first with my husband. We started foundation group, community group for newly married couples led by a mentor couple. 
One evening, after eating copious amounts of food and exercising for hours, I felt miserable. Despite my guilt and shame, I felt convicted to speak up, and I confessed to our group. 1 John 1, 7 through 9, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It was at that point that I realized I was powerless over my addiction, could not control my life, and would ultimately fail every time I tried to be God. I was encouraged by our foundation group leader, Jeff, to go to Regen. Since I was at my wit's end and desperate for help, I took his counsel. As I walked into Regen the first night in 2013, I felt so alone, like nobody could relate to my struggles with food and exercise. I also felt trapped in my addiction. I doubted God and his plan. I was nervous for the next year and what God would require of me through the 12-step process. The steps quickly taught me that no matter how hard I tried to stop binge eating, it was impossible to do on my own. My mind needed renewing through scripture so God could take control and drive my every thought and action. I had to let go of my ideal body weight and trust who God says that I am, fearfully and wonderfully made, created perfectly in his image. My body is a temple for the Holy Spirit and worth honoring by how I eat and exercise. Many events followed Regen commencement, including trying to get pregnant for the first time. Again, I tried to be God and make this happen according to my timeline, but he had a different plan. After a year and many prayers, but often gripped by fear and a need for control, we got pregnant. Motherhood was sweet. The Lord helped me find freedom from my struggles with binge eating, exercise, and body image. However, the struggle went much deeper. Not long after, the Lord gave us another son. Severe postpartum depression followed his birth. I had thoughts of self-harm, outbursts of anger and rage, and feelings of helplessness. These irrational thoughts were new, and not just to me, but to everyone around me. I was afraid. I felt like my life was out of control. I didn't understand and honestly resented God for allowing this to happen. After consulting my doctor, praying and processing with community, I started taking an antidepressant. I can see that the medication was the Lord's provision in such a dark season. It helped stabilize my emotions. However, control was still at the root. My community could see this. They also pointed out some underlying pride. That was hard to take, and of course, in my pride, I denied it. They encouraged me to consider going through regeneration again. After months of prayer, I could more clearly see that pride and control were the main issues, so I jumped back in. Step three, trust. Taught me that only God can be trusted. This looks like wholehearted devotion, even when I don't know, understand, or agree. As I started to work through step four, inventory, I felt a strong conviction to step away from social media, even in the middle of the pandemic shelter in place. The Lord wanted me to lay down this idol. 
It was a distraction and a roadblock to my recovery. Sadly, I had begun using this tool in an unhealthy way. How? By letting it feed my addiction of seeking man's approval and pride in image, status, and accomplishments. Once I pressed remove app on my phone, I remember feeling an overwhelming sense of peace. My soul was lighter and my mind clearer. I thought to myself, this is what freedom feels like. Jesus says in John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Then I became pregnant with baby number three. Soon after commencing from Regen the second time, Annie was born. Her name means grace, and she's a constant reminder of God's undeserved favor. Not long after her birth, postpartum depression set in again. I so badly did not want to go back on an antidepressant. However, the Holy Spirit revealed that my fighting against the medication was actually a form of control and pride in myself. I was relying on my own strength, trying to white-knuckle my way through again. By God's grace, I was able to see being on medicine not as a sign of weakness, but as his provision in time of need. Now, almost two years later, I've been able to come back off my antidepressant. Looking back, I can see that God's word, community, prayer, and regen, also, most importantly, the Holy Spirit, has carried me through multiple years of hardship. The Lord's promises to sustain me in every season prove true. When I still think I am in control of my life, the Lord urges me to yield to him. Sometimes I feel overwhelmed, frustrated, or fearful, and lose my temper. I have to stop and remind myself that God's grace, I have to stop and remind myself of God's grace that my kids and I have been given that God shows his love in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5, 8. This verse reminds me to let go of trying to be perfect and not beat myself up for my sin. Rather, I must accept my brokenness, confess quickly, and experience God's healing that comes from bringing everything into the light. If this is your first time at Regen, welcome. I'm so glad God brought you here tonight. This is a safe place, and I can assure you that you're not alone in your struggles. If you've been coming to Regen for a while, praise God. Don't stop coming. Keep doing the hard heart work. Dig into the 12 steps. Be honest and vulnerable. Saturate yourself in God's word, and keep running into the arms of your heavenly Father who loves you no matter what. As I lead a step group each week, I am reminded that I am not perfect. God is always there to fill in the gaps. Even when my flesh resists, my head doubts, or my heart wavers, I choose to place my trust in the all-knowing, all-powerful, in-control one who created me and loves me unconditionally. My identity is not driven by what others think of me or what I think they think of me. I am now confident and content in who God says I am. My name is Michelle, I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from pride, control, and lack of trusting God. To God be all the glory.